Welcome to the Defense and Aerospace Report. I'm Vaga Maradian. This podcast version of our interview is brought to you by L3 Technologies. Welcome to the Defense and Aerospace Report. I'm Vaga Maradian here at the Farnborough Air Show outside London, one of the world's great air shows with top leaders from industry and government. Uh, companies abound, as well as aircraft on the ramp, both commercial and military. Our coverage here is sponsored by Leonardo DRS and Farnborough International, and we're honored to have with us Randy Tinseth, the man who uh, oversees uh, marketing at Boeing Commercial uh, Airplanes. Randy, it's always a pleasure seeing you and interviewing you in front of this beautiful 747 cargo variant. Vago, uh, it's great to be here. Um, so, uh, congratulations uh, on a couple of uh, fronts. You guys obviously uh, announced the DHL deal for uh, 11 uh, triple seven freighters, uh, but also Embraer is uh, coming to uh, fruition. Uh, I know that there are a lot of details that are yet to be disclosed, but I have to ask you the obligatory question, uh, which is how, how does this fit? How are you integrating this? Uh, how does this expand the product offering and the holes in uh, the portfolio that you guys are interested in plugging? Well, as our CEO, Dennis Mullenberg, has said, you know, this is a company that we have a long relationship, and when you take a look at the fit, it is a strategic fit in many levels. It's a strategic fit in terms of product. We complement each other. It's a strategic fit in terms of what we're doing in the services market. We have a long relationship with their manufacturing and engineering. So these two companies working together just makes sense. Uh, and uh, common common engineering heritage, right, between the two country, uh, companies in terms of their, their outlook. Uh, but there are those who still look at the two product lines and they say, look, there are some gaps. You know, if you look at where uh, the little dead spot, sort of where the biggest Embraer is and sort of the small 737, there's a little bit of a gap. You're giving me the Randy grin. Address that. Analysts say that's a challenge. How do you respond? Well, when we take a look at the market from the 737 MAX 7 down into the regional jet market, we see a market of 5,000 plus aircraft, and when you take a look at what they have and what we have, it's, a, it's two aircraft that really complement each other. They're not competing with each other, they're complementing each other. Um, you guys have been spending uh, quite a lot of time in the middle of the market uh, airplane. Uh, the market demanded it. You guys uh, are taking that very seriously, and you went and you talked to every single one of your customers. You and I have talked about this over the years. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some analysts, Nick Cunningham of Agency Partners, uh, Stalwart in the industry, mutual friend, uh, you know, does this analysis where he shows that actually it's not that big of a segment seeing as how everything has evolved over the last uh, couple of decades. How do you respond to that? And how do you respond to those who say, hey, you know what, it, you guys might be much better off investing that money in a 737 replacement given that the A320neo is is outselling uh, you guys and in fact it's uh, it's it's production shortfalls on their side that are driving some more customers over over your way well first with the max we're extremely well positioned we've sold over 4,000 737 max aircraft to now about a hundred customers it's the best-selling single aisle airplane we've ever brought to the market and frankly, we're sold out to 2023. So I think we're doing really, really well when it comes to the max. When it comes Even to at 52 a month? We're at building 52 a month right now. We're going to 57 uh, next year. And uh, frankly, we have upward pressure. So when I take a look at how that airplane's doing, there's no need to do anything on that aircraft. And the other thing is our competition has had a lot of orders, but they don't seem to be able to take those orders and create them into delivery. So over the last four and a half years, we've essentially been 50-50 in terms of deliveries, and at the end of the day, it's what deliveries is what counts, and when we look at our production rates over the next couple of years, they're gonna st pretty much stay in lockstep with our competition, so we're doing well. In terms of the market for a new mid-market airplane, you know, we take a look at a market that some of it will come from the single aisle market, some of it will come from the wide body market, and if you do it right, and you get the right product, you're gonna stimulate a little bit demand as well when you 
get the right solution. So we see a marketplace somewhere around 4,000 to 5,000 aircraft, so not insignificant by any measure. So it's, it's, it's well worth the investment in order to be able to tap that? Well, we're working that. I mean, we're working to make sure that we have the right product, we're making sure that we have the right production system, and then we got to make sure that the business case closes. So we got more work to do. Um, you guys are stepping up production of the 787 from 12 a month to 14, which is going to be the highest rate, I think, would be the highest rate ever for a, a wide body? It is now. It 12, is now. 12 a month is, a, is an industry record. In 2019, we're going to go up to 14 a month. And this is just a testament to how well the 787 family, and I want to emphasize the 787 family is doing in the market. It's the right airplane in terms of its performance. It is a low-risk solution in that market. And it's financeable. It's an aircraft that's doing extremely well. And, and, um, and an operating cost profile that everybody likes. Uh, how do you respond to those people who say, hey, you guys should boost production uh, even higher, uh, given that that would make life even more untenable for the uh, A330 in that space? Hey, we're working really, really hard to make sure that supply and demand are balanced in the market. We're out there to win to provide the right solution to our customers, and the 8.7 is just doing really, really well in the marketplace, a family versus a couple of airplanes that seem somewhat disconnected. Um, how do you respond to those who look at, for example, um, where you're taking the 7.8, uh, the kind of performance it's delivering, the kind of loads it's carrying, the kind of, at the kind of ranges it's carrying them, that start to say like, hey, you know what, the 777X, you know, what, why are they doing this given that they're having such success with the 787, particularly when it comes to range and, and, and payload? How do you respond to those guys? Because some airlines need bigger airplanes. You know, the most successful wide-body program in aviation history has been the 777. And the 777-300ER has been the best-selling family member there. So we need a replacement for the 777-300ER, and that's what the 777X is. It's an aircraft that's more efficient. It's an aircraft that has greater range. It has greater capacity than today's 777-300ER. And we're off to a great start. We get to deliver our first aircraft, and we have more than 300. We have 340 orders and commitments for the airplane. Uh, freighters uh, are hot and sexy again uh, in the market after a little bit of a lull. Uh, you guys, uh, again, the DHL order for uh, 11 today. You've got the uh, 74800F uh, that's mm -hmm. out there in Cargo Village, which is about 750 miles away from where we're it's standing. It's a little over a mile. It's a long walk, especially yeah. if it gets wet. Hey, and, and, it, and it was 17 airplanes today. 17 airplanes. Sorry, yeah. sorry. My, my apologies. I wasn't trying oh, to no, undersell no. it. I misread, misread the, uh, uh, the press release as I was, we were hoofing it on the train and all the problems that were associated with that, but you don't need to hear that. Um, talk to us about the freighter market, how it's evolving. Um, 7.4 production was extended because of, of, of freighter buys. Mm -hmm. Walk us through the market and how much of it you guys are, are so going to have. So the last two, two and a half years, the market's come back strong. And it's come back strong because the economy's come back. You know, we've been on this nine-year roll in terms of the marketplace, but what's been interesting in the last six years, six of those nine years, the world economy has actually been performing, underperforming the, the long-term trends. Now it's performing at or above long-term trends. It's had an impact in terms of trade. And as a result, the cargo market has come back. And it's come back strong. In the last 18 months, we've sold approximately 100 freighter aircraft. And long-term, we see a demand for almost 1,000 freighters. And that demand is really important to us because that supports a couple big freighters per month in terms of production and a couple uh, medium-sized freighters for production. So we kind of are in a great position in the freight market with our product line, and uh, we're really glad to see that market come back. 
And you think the 7-4 is going to be in production for how much longer? It's going to be in production into the next decade. The airplane has done well, especially with our, our friends at UPS right now. Uh, we're seeing, though, a lot of interest in the 777 freighter, and I think the interest is there because of its range and uh, efficiency in the marketplace. And uh, the beautiful silhouette continues. So for all the 747s fans out there, uh, you've got your answer. Um, let's talk hypersonic uh, briefly. Uh, you can't come out from Heathrow Airport, and you go through that little duty-free lounge, and there's a full-size wall of a hypersonic uh, Boeing uh, airliner. Uh, I, I was there uh, before the inception of the Sonic Cruiser, through the Sonic Cruiser, and then off uh, as it metamorphosized into 787. What's the appetite here? You know, we know that the uh, uh, Aeron, uh, Arion guys are working that with Lockheed in terms of a 1.4 Mach business jet. Uh, but everybody's looked at the economics of this, the Concorde, obviously the only uh, successful uh, Mach 2 uh, airliner, uh, and, and even then the economics, depending on how you operated, it could be bad, right? They were good for BA and how it operated, but bad for Air France and how it was operating it. What's 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 the appetite? What's the market? What are you trying to achieve with that uh, marketing campaign? Well, Vago, you always have to be looking at the next thing. You always have to ask yourself, what is going to potentially disrupt the market moving forward? And you want to be potentially a part of that. So whether it be blended wing body or supersonic uh, operations or hypersonic operations, you want to have an understanding of what may be available and possible in the future, and you want to be part of that, especially as you look at potential disruptions to the market. Now, will it happen soon? No. Will it happen in the long term? Maybe. Right now, we've uh, got significant investments on the commercial side with the 3.7, the 787, and the 777, and that's where our bread and butter is today. Let me ask you one last question on materials and potential trade wars and how you're modeling this. A lot of concern that it's been a roaring economy. If you graph it, it's been rising on a fairly predictable up curve. Uh, but economic turmoil, uh, if you blow the rocket up, it still goes up and out. It just doesn't go as far or as far out. Um, what are uh, tariffs, especially on steel and aluminum, potentially doing to you guys on a material cost base? And conversely, is there any concern, and, and what sort of contingency plans and thinking are you guys doing in the event the market, which has been growing, as you said, ends up cooling a little bit? So there's no question when you take a look at our position at Boeing, we are all about free and fair trade. We know that trade helps propel our business, the aviation business. It's good for us at Boeing. It's good for our customers. It's good for our suppliers. So we're going to continue to push this agenda of free and fair trade. And we're telling uh, everyone that we can to keep pushing in that direction. We're encouraged that the parties have been talking. Uh, we're hoping they get to a, a resolution in terms of those talks. Uh, but frankly, when we look at the marketplace, we are trying to control what we can control. And what we control in this environment is we can control our relationship with our customers and with our suppliers to make sure that they know that we're here for them. In terms of material impact, we haven't seen a material impact yet. Could it affect the economy? Possibly could affect the economy. We continue to monitor that and see how it would happen. But you're right. We're in this phase where we're seeing a global economic expansion. And it's literally in every part of the world. So we have a very strong marketplace today, and we'll continue to watch it. Um, last two quick questions. One, um, could the unpopularity of the president in certain parts of the world in Europe have any sort of blowback on your 
uh, aircraft sales, trade war with China. There's a lot of concern that the Chinese retaliation would be against you. That's come up on my podcast almost every single week, no matter which set of analysts we have up there. Do you guys have any concerns about that? Well, it's one of those things, again, we can control what we can control, and our focus is to make sure we stay close with our customers, to stay close with our suppliers, and to make sure that they're successful. Um, that, a little bit of uh, Pacific Northwest wisdom there for me. Uh, last question, C-Series. Uh, Bombardier was working it very hard, but they were a small company. Now they're part of Airbus. They announced a, a nice order. How does the C-Series change? With C-Series residing with Airbus as the 220 series, how does that change your thinking, your marketing strategies, um, you know, because some folks look at this as an attractive aircraft that now is part of a very, very big group that can give a wider array of potential products. Yeah, that CS300 uh, um, was a good product, but we know we have a better one in the MAX 7. So it's really about our airplane have greater range, better economics, more seating, so we think we're in a good place. Randy Tenseth, Vice President for Marketing at Boeing Commercial Airplanes. Always a pleasure, and uh, go off to your uh, big event now. Okay, thank you. Thank you.